I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Monday to you. Certainly a happy one around here. Uh, plenty to get to on a positive note, including the Memphis Tigers. Picked up a very impressive, very impressive 82-73 win over Auburn at State Farm Arena in Atlanta on Saturday. Chris Harrington might have had the best seat in the house. Tigers frustrated old Bruce Pearl to the point that he changed colors there toward the end of that one. Tigers pick up their first quad one win of the season. They'll get a shot at a second quad one win tomorrow at Alabama, which, oh, by the way, rallied from a 15-point deficit to knock off number one Houston on Saturday. That's the second time they've knocked off the number one team in the country this season. So Alabama ready. Uh, They've got a game later on this week against Gonzaga, but I highly doubt they're looking past you after knocking them off last season. Titans lose to the Jags? What's happening in Nashville? Philly rolls. Cowboys needed a late drive to beat the lowly Texans. And for the rest of my NFL wrap-up, Brock Purdy and the 49ers may have ended Tom. They may have ended Tom, John. Sure, Tom might get to the playoffs as the uh, division winner, but that thing looked a mess yesterday for the Bucks. That was a, uh, uh, an, a one-sided victory for the 49ers. The Grizzlies back in action tonight down at FedEx Forum will be taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I expected more. I expected more from, from old Tom, old 12 there. Uh, but, but neither side of the ball showed up in that one. Also, Mike Bay. Leach hospitalized. Yeah, sounds very uh, serious and very dire. Yes, like. uh, according to reports from the Clarion Ledger, massive heart attack mm. uh, and, and possible brain damage. So, um, various Mississippi State reporters have tweeted things along the lines of he's going to need a miracle. So that is sort of wow. where that stands. Very, uh, very sad. Um, and at, at this time, you know, no further information. I, I saw that. Two of his kids are already there at the hospital, he's at, and then the other two are in route. So, yeah, that is a uh, very unfortunate and sad situation there. So keep you updated if anything uh, does happen between now and, of course, 2 o'clock. Got a big show planned for you. Mike Wall is going to join us at 1125, as he always does. We'll talk to him about the week that happened in the NFL. You see the reporter challenging Josh Allen after their uh, – you know, I mean, it was a, it was a little bit of a struggle, but they did pull away from the Jets there. 2012, did you see the, the uh, interaction? I did not. The reporter was telling Josh, you guys don't look like a Super Bowl-winning offense. Really? And, yeah. And um, Good grief. Yeah. And um, What did Josh say back? Okay. That was all he said. I like that he didn't take the yeah. bait. He just said okay. So, yes, uh, we'll talk to Mike Wall about all of that. Uh, and more at 11.25. Respect Burgers, 1 o'clock, as always. And then we'll have Jason Fitz join us uh, at 1.25. So that is the show today. Want to start, however, usually we'll do Mondays with, with Cap or no Cap. Not going to do that today. Not going to do that today because 
there was a singular thing that took place over the weekend that uh, we both believe is, is, is certainly enough to, to have an entire discussion about, and that is what the University of Memphis basketball program did Agreed. on Saturday night in Atlanta as part of their, was that the holiday hoopsgiving or whatever they're called? Hoopsgiving. Hoops yeah, hoopsgiving. Um, so they go, they go into Atlanta play, playing a top 11 ranked Auburn basketball team, and we had talked about this matchup. We had talked about this week for Memphis, and look, you've got Auburn on Saturday, you got two, you got Alabama right behind them, mm-hmm. two huge games for your resume. Which of the two is more, you know, gettable? Which of the two do you give Memphis a, a much better chance of winning? And I think we both agreed it was it was Auburn, and we even said it with Drew on Friday that like, we kind of thought they would do it. Um, and when that number came out on Saturday morning, I think it told you a lot. It was only one and a half. Uh, Memphis was only a one and a half point underdog in that game against Auburn on a neutral f- floor. Been so three, three and a half early in the week. It, 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 well, that was what Ken Palm had put out, but it had never come out. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We were looking just strictly on Ken Palm. Yeah, because you know basketball lines only come out day up. Yeah, I was trying to. We used the Ken Palm number <laughs> yeah. on over on. It had that's, Memphis. That's what I was a, thinking. Yeah, of. it had Memphis as a three point uh, loser. That's, that's exactly right. They opened as a one and a half point uh, underdog gotcha. and, and ultimately won the game outright. And, and again, you know, very. Very similar, not totally, not totally. Auburn scored more. Auburn had a little bit more to say, but not totally different to me than what they did against Ole Miss. Yeah, just that it was convincing. Yes, and it was wire to wire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, you know, I mean, Auburn kind of, there was a little bit of a back and forth there in the first half, but, you know, once Memphis got that lead, once once Memphis sort of started to pull away, I didn't really feel like Auburn punched back. I didn't really feel like Auburn had a chance to win that game there in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, look, I know it's popular to come on here today and say, oh, well, Auburn's overrated and Auburn is this and Auburn is that. They were undefeated, man. I mean, they were undefeated. <clears throat> they were top 11. It was a neutral floor. There were a ton of Auburn fans there. And, you know, again, like some of the best parts about it, Kendrick Davis was amazing. Kendrick Davis was as good as he has been in a Memphis uniform, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. DeAndre, 16 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, I, I thought it, was, it wasn't it was the best win for Penny Hardaway, but when you start sort of sitting down and ranking them, absolutely easily a top-five win for Penny Hardaway. So I think the thing that, with you on all counts, the thing that stood out to me was the efficiency with which they shot the ball against a top-10 defense. I tweeted top-20. They're ninth in the country in defense, that Auburn team. So while offensively, yes, they'd had some issues this season, the Tigers certainly took advantage of turnovers and everything else, it was what Memphis was able to do offensively against a, a pretty good defense, one of the best defenses in the country. You shoot 50%, 30 of 60. No, you don't go crazy from three, but four of 11 will get it, okay, in terms of shooting. 18 of 25 from the free throw line, that's important if you're going to knock off a team, you know, of, I don't want to say as good as Auburn because we don't know where they're finished. Frankly, you're hoping this will hold on as a quad one. Yep. Quad one's on neutral floors. you got to be top 50 in the net. I think Auburn right now has dropped to 43 so that's one we'll need to revisit later. Hopefully, you're Auburn's biggest fan the rest of the way. Hell, you're Ole Miss's biggest fan. Yep. All these teams that you've beaten, you want them to go on, obviously, and shine. But back to the point, just the efficiency. A lot of that, obviously, was Kendrick Davis. We said he had to be good to great, and he was great. 27 points, 9 rebounds, uh, 6 assists. When, when, you're, when your lead guard 
who is battling an ankle injury, is giving you nine rebounds, right, to go with the, the nine of 19 from the field, the 27 points. You can't do anything but, but fall in line. I mean, it, it, you remember, remember Ja uh, last game, for what, seven rebounds in the first? You yep. set a tone yes, when it's that guy. And Frank Haith and Penny had said, our guards are going to have to help us rebound in this game. And what ends up happening, you out-rebound them 43-32. Yes. Okay? And that's a, that's a bigger Auburn team. That you that you out rebound in in some aspects in terms of uh, weights heights those kinds of things you punish them inside and so it was the way John that they did it more than anything else that I think stood out with Kendrick Davis obviously leading the, leading the way DeAndre gets you another double double yeah so in terms of you know the upshot here um, hey, those thirteen were important you're undefeated against the SEC now now that's going to be on the line again tomorrow uh, in Tuscaloosa which will be very difficult I I assume Memphis will be a you know, a, a a healthy underdog in that one. I'm assuming you know seven, eight points is is. Ken where, Palm's got a seven point loss. So It'll yeah, be around there. That's where it will land. And Alabama is, you know, I, look. I did not expect, I did not expect Houston to lose this early in the season. I, I really didn't. Well, but, especially at home after leading double digits in the second half. Yeah, like that was a little shocking, honestly, because Alabama does not have like a great big man. I mean, they have size. Betty Aco is pretty good, um, but yeah, I just I didn't expect them. To be able to go in there and, and pull that off, so look, it's a it's an impressive win. You could look at it two ways, one of two ways. You could say Alabama's awesome, and you know it's going to be hard for Memphis to beat them anyway. Or you could look at it as, well, you just beat the number one team in the country. You know, you have an unranked, likely unranked Memphis basketball team coming in, easy to sort of look o- overlook them, and uh, you know, and and have a letdown spot. I mean, you could you could you know talk yourself into it one of two ways. I think it's going to be really tough anyway. Mm-hmm. You beat them last year. A lot of those guys are back. They won't forget that. So I do think their 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 task is pretty tall here. But I think what is becoming clear about Memphis is that, and I, and I sort of tweeted this on Saturday night, that when you have number three, when you've got Kendrick Davis, and and, and, and to an extent too, when he's on the floor, DeAndre Williams. Like I I don't want to over uh, you know understate his impact because I I think he's playing his best basketball at Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in a, in a in a solid, cemented, you know, one B type role for the Tigers. Um, when you have a Kendrick Davis and B DeAndre Williams, every big game you play, including tomorrow night, including Texas A and M, including Houston, the two Houston games, you're going to have a chance to win them. You are, and because of that, Memphis is going to win enough of them, and they're going to go back to the NCAA tournament. They're going to make consecutive appearances in the NCAA tournament. I have no doubt in my mind that this is an NCAA tournament team. Now, the the season doesn't end today, and and, and so much of it is contingent on Kendrick Davis's health. You know, he's going to have to <laughs> he's going to have to make it, you know, he's going to have to make it through this whole season. Mm-hmm. But I think with those two, you know, and with I I mean, Alo is playing well. Mm-hmm. Like Alo is 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 contributing right now with that all happening this is a tournament team and it's why I said I actually think this team can improve upon what it did a season ago because you have players that you didn't have a year ago you have a guard who was probably if we're being honest about it your best guard since Derrick Rose I mean in terms of production game to game in terms of what he can do in terms of consistency is there anybody that's been better? 
I mean, okay. I mean, Will, Ty- Will Ty- Barton's pretty dang good. Tyreek Tyree Evans. Evans. Will Barton. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Those but, guys I mean, are in the league. He's in the. He in terms of college, though, he's in the conversation in terms of his production, right? Like there have not been very many that have come through who can put up twenty-seven. And honestly, like you feel like he could do that every game if he wanted to. Um, Memphis has that, and it changes everything for them. Um, and so I do think they are absolutely going to do enough to get into the NCAA tournament. I think their resume is is certainly there now. I they're if the season ended today, they'd be comfortably in the NCAA tournament. Um, and I think they will be able to do enough. And it's also too about avoiding the dumb losses. I think I think that's what you're insulated from. Not every time. I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated in the league by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think the team is good enough. It's experienced. It's mature enough. What's not sexy about this? I mean, to win a neutral site game against a top 11 team that may or may not be as, as good as their record, but how many times have we seen Memphis lose those games? How many times have we seen them not do that? And, and again, like, not there, – there was no Shaq in a fool. You know, you kind of expected some shenanigans maybe in, in years past. Like, they, they're not going to be able to protect this league. Well, they did. There was no drama in that game. To me, once it started, once Memphis took that lead, they did not look back. So, look, I, I, I think the temperature is very different on this Memphis basketball team. They're not probably not going to be ranked today, and unfortunately, the it's way it's going to be close, it feels like, like it right be. outside. That'll be twenty six, quite possibly. I think Parrish doesn't have him in his twenty five and one. Yeah, Cats uh, may be the only guy that's got him sort of in in the mix. I think it, I heard it twentieth or somewhere in his power rankings. Yes. It is. So it sounds like it'll be it'll be close, and and probably I would lean your way that they're not that they're just outside. Be a night, you know, be a pleasant surprise. If Just they for are. you get it for a week, right? I mean, they're going to show us against Alabama down there, sort of feel to it with some of these writers, probably. Well, so look, yeah, Memphis is going to be. I don't think Memphis would be very, uh, very much penalized if they lose on Tuesday. So if they're let's say they're twenty sixth today, mm-hmm. Alabama's going to be top five, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So let's say Memphis is twenty sixth today. Well, they might go from twenty sixth to 29th or something like that. But if they just if they win their next four, their next five, something along those lines, even if even if they're against you know <clears throat> mediocre opposition, Memphis will get in the top twenty-five. So again, uh, that that was sort of my take. Is like you know everybody was talking about well, what about King James? He 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 hurt. He's not good. Shut up. You did say you did say you had no concern whatsoever. As did those players, but you were first. Yeah, I mean you 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 have to understand what you have. You know, he's a gamer. And- He's, you know, when it's He's a big-time player. player, step up in big-time moments He's and a games. He's a PTP'er, man. You know, this is not, you know, a, 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 a freshman who reclassified. The question is you don't know if he if he's capable because of the ankle. That's it. That's, That's the, the only, only question. Yeah. Right, right, right. It, it, ain't, a, it ain't about, oh, he didn't have a good it, right, shooting night. he's been night. shooting bad last man, four games. Bro, was, miss me with if that. If he's capable, he's going to shine. The great ones show up, you know. The great ones show well, up when it matters. Like, perfect example of this, and it, I know it's not exactly a direct correlation, but it's it's the truth. Warriors been dragging ass all year long. Eh, what's wrong with the Warriors? We've been having that conversation. Man, they don't look good. Man, they can't play. What them folks do? Them folks the beat, beat the Boston. Celtics. Yeah, watched them. by double digits. Just mm-hmm. embarrassed them. Embarrassed them at home. So that's what the great ones do. When the game is big and when the moment matters, they show up. And that's what Kendra Davis did on Saturday night. And it's what he's going to do on Tuesday. I don't know if if the rest of the team is going to cooperate. That's the wild card. I don't know if DeAndre Williams is going to be able to stay in the game. I don't know what kind of night Alo is going to have. I know what I'm going to get every single night in a big game from number three, though. And that is that is very different than anything we have ever been able to say. Because how many times have we gone into a Memphis basketball game and said, like, what can you count on? 
over the years? Like, I, I don't know. Well, uh, late, uh, defense. Defense has That's been the it. thing. In terms of offense, it could, you know, you don't know. You have no clue. It's right. a t- total mystery what you're going to get game to game from a Penny Hardaway coach team at Memphis offensively. No more. No longer is it a mystery, especially in a big game. So I think there's some real, that, there's some real comfort here. You know, we have gone into we have gone into seasons, gone into the new year in college basketball seasons historically, and wondered where Memphis stands. Where is Memphis? Do they have a chance to make the tournament? Not been in bracketology. Nah, they're in as of today. They're doing enough. And and look, once they get there, <clears throat> you've got a great guard in college basketball. The all bets are off. Um, Keontae Kennedy was slick important because he goes four or four from the field, gives you gives you gives you nine points there. Um, Three rebounds. I want to make sure that, in terms of the player contributions, we're getting all the guys that that really mattered on Saturday. Back to the point: the experience that Penny Hardaway said in the middle of last season. This is what I need. It paid off on Saturday. the 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 reason you're able to handle that team, have a guy, you know, uh, do what you did, is because you've got a Kendrick Davis, you've got a DeAndre Williams, you've got a Keontae Kennedy. You have been through these games, and they're veterans. You're the 12th most experienced team in college basketball. That paid off, but. Back to the top. That the, the one thing we haven't credited, and I think you have, especially after you listen to Bruce Pearl afterwards say he got outcoached. Yep. That's a week ago it was Kermit Davis saying none of my teams here have been out-hustled, out-worked to balls since my time here. So, so, so these SEC coaches, these Power Five coaches saying, hey, when I play Memphis, this is happening. I've been outcoached. My team's been outworked. You have to tip your cap the least to – to Penny Hardaway and this coaching staff, the way that w- what they're getting out of this team right now, especially from a defensive staff. You said it, I mean, Kendrick gives you that shot, it feels like, and especially against, you know, big time opponents because he's a big time player. But it's the way this team continues to play defense. Yep. Like, like, like again, you get, you get 19 points off the turnovers that you forced yesterday. What they forced 50, excuse me, Saturday, 15 turnovers, you scored 19 points off. You turned the ball over 19 times. But Auburn was only able to turn them into 11 points. A lot of those turnovers were first half, too, John. They managed to clean that up. Yep. But back to the point. We've tipped the cap to the players. We talked about Kendrick Davis, the walking double-double right now, DeAndre is. But you got to give credit to this coaching staff that, again, in terms of what it's getting out of this group, we said going into the season, are they going to be able to shoot well enough to win big games? They shot 50% against the top 10 uh, defense. Yep. And, and no, not from long range. They don't wow you. But, they, John, they don't go out there and take 23 either as a not-so-good three-point shoot. They know what they're good at. That's coaching. Guys falling into roles, the pecking order. And so, again, if you're looking, looking ahead to tomorrow with Alabama, no, nobody's, you know, especially in terms of covering college basketball nationally, is going to give Memphis much of a chance. Probably going to be a six, seven-point underdog. But the thing about it, John, is if you look at Alabama's one loss this year, it's to UConn. They turn the ball over 21 times. Okay, UConn turned it over into 20. They turned it into 23 points. That's Alabama's one loss. Yep. They will turn the ball over if you pressure them. And nobody is better equipped in terms of putting that on someone than Memphis. And so, again, I give them a chance for all the reasons you laid out, all those players, but also Penny Hardaway, this coaching staff, and what it's getting out of this team defensively. John, make it a rock fight. Yep. You know, you can, UConn, UConn, again, scrambled them, attacked them, blitzed them. Turn the, turned them over, follow that blueprint. Uh, you know, you got a coaching staff that's obviously operating on a high level right now. Even with the, the news, too, John, when you get to the Larry Brown now officially out of the fold. Yep. Uh, not that he was, you know, a, a huge part of the game plan or anything at, at any time 
uh, before that game. But obviously this this coaching staff right now are operating on an incredibly high level. And I think with Kendrick Davis, DeAndre playing like this, that gives you a that gives you a not just a puncher's chance, but a good chance. UConn uh, is amazing, by the way. Yeah, they're good. Bro, they have not won a game by fewer than ten. Mm-hmm. All year long, mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't lost. I mean, they're they are freaking unbelievable, man. Alabama's so, good to come back from fifteen at Houston. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's crazy. That's and, crazy. And, and I'm saying UConn's elite, so you may not be able to force the twenty-one turnovers that they did against Alabama, but you're gonna go, you're gonna damn sure try. I mean, you've got if you're if you're pinning those guys, you certainly feel like you've got the uh, you've got the game plan to to try to emulate that. Yeah. To try to put that kind of pressure on Bama, that's your chance. That, that's that, what you that, got. That, that's exactly right. They'll do it. Yep. I mean, and, and and they're as as they usually are. They're a very uh, three point dependent basketball team. So you know, if they have an off night, then you know you you have a chance. That's how you won last year. You did a great job defensively locking in. So just you know, reproduce that on Tuesday. Give yourself a chance. Very impressive I, win. How thorough that was. Yep, I expect Memphis to compete. I don't expect them to go in there tomorrow and and be embarrassed. Um, you know, look, they're one fluky shot miracle once in a lifetime shot from being. What uh, eight and one right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what, true. That's what we're talking about. Now it went in, Hall, and, and, yeah. and and you know they they are seven and two. But I mean, how much different would this conversation be had that shot not gone in? You know, I mean, we would probably be you know even more bullish. But I think you have to sort of see through that. You have to say, okay, even though that that yes, that shot went in, they lost the game, but it just as easily could have not gone in. You know, so what what is this team possibly capable of? What do they have? And you know, I I I do. I think they. Have a chance to go to the Sweet 16. I do. I think they have that. Uh, you do. You'd be going too far with that stuff. They, I think they have a chance. Well, I mean, everybody's got a chance. Yeah, like I mean, I don't. I I, I give them a decent one. They can't go to a Sweet 16 without getting out of the eight nine slot, like we've been talking about. That For should sure. be the goal. For sure. Get out of that. Yes. Then we can start talking but, about. But I think Sweet their 16. resume right now is probably out of that. They're probably what a six or a seven right well, now. I, I'm concerned just because. Auburn didn't show me a whole hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. And by the time they get to SEC plays, who knows? They could fall flat on their face. Not like, they that. don't have a ton. My point is, they're 43 at the net right now. If that drops out of top 50, that's no longer a quad one win that you got yesterday. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, we've that talked hurts. about it. You got three more. Alabama tomorrow, and you don't worry about that one falling to a quad two possibly. Alabama right. will stay up yep. uh, the, the, the entire season. You got that one. You got the two against Houston. No, it, it, so, the so opportunities it, are so very So back to your few. point about resume-wise yeah. – is it strong enough to be a six or a seven if Auburn drops out? You know, you've lost to us. You lost to a St. Louis team, the John that's we, we'd look at. It's gone on to lose to Iona and Boise State. Yep. That that's not good for you. So yeah. uh, again, uh, continue to build that resume. You'll have another big opportunity tomorrow down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, big NFL weekend. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. Playoff picture becoming even more clear. We'll talk to Mike Wall about that. Get his thoughts on Brock Purdy. You know, they call him BCB. They're called. They call him Mister Irrelevant. Dude was the last pick in the draft last year. Big C Brock. You call, call him that. I don't call him that. They call him that. Call him Mister Irrelevant. <coughs> Out there, whooping Tom. Here's the truth. All right. And that more important that defense. What what happened to the vaunted Tampa Bay defense? Yeah. I mean, I I I think that is less about Brock than it is about him having like just the the best setup on the planet in terms of coming in and. You got Debo before he got hurt. You got McCaffrey. You got Kittle. You got that offensive line. You got the defense. Like, bro, you don't really have to do that much. Now, he made some interesting throws, like all that. Derek Carr got Devontae in a nice run game and complete two passes in the second half against the Rams with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but we ain't. You got to have some quarterback play, bro. You can't just have the weapons. If you put Derek Carr on the San Francisco 49ers, they are 
without a shadow of a doubt winning the Super Bowl. Without a shadow of a doubt. Like, no questions asked. I've had, I, it's cause for pause for me. I said last week, no, losing Garoppolo, they're not a title contender now. That defense is still title contender. Yeah, you if cannot Purdy, score on them. If Purdy does not lose it, right, which is all they you can have to stay do. in the mix. Which is all you have, I mean, they can stay in the mix. Brock Purdy, Teddy Bridgewater, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the QB is for that team. All you have to do is exactly that, and you're you're going to have a chance to win every game you play. Shanahan was right to say, we don't need Baker Mayfield. We're going to stay in pack. Exactly, because he knows, bro. He knows. Like It's not it's not that much of a difference between Jimmy and, and Brock Purdy because neither one of them is a good quarterback. All you have to do is hand the ball off, make a couple of short passes, let the rest take care of itself. Call Jimmy at least a gamer. He's a gamer. He's fine. What are you, during that with, with that win streak where they won six in a row, would you he was take five Jimmy of them? G on the Bears? He'll look a lot different. Well, not when I got Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy but G pre, is prior to Justin Fields. I'd have told you. I think Jimmy yeah, give me G the winner. Is, is a starting quarterback in the NFL, and that's about it. You know, I think that's you know he's better than Baker Mayfield, I guess is what and he, and Sam Darnold. Well, I just say I think he's bred and Brock Purdy. I don't, I don't, I don't put think him in the same class. I don't think uh, he's better more. than Derek Carr. Like if you switch those two, Jimmy G would be having a horrible season with the Raiders, and Derek Carr would be no. Nah, he would be winning, finding a way. Well, then maybe we should make the deal. Maybe we should make that trade. We should definitely draft a quarterback. We'll talk to Mike Wall about that and more when we get back. Jason and John, I turn to him. ESPN. You know, with the NFL, so many teams, so many players, so many trends. You can always find new player game props that you like. What's cool about. FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's perfect for tonight's game. you got Patriots at Cardinals. Ramondre Stevenson going to go over on the rushing yards for the Pats. DeAndre Hopkins going to score an anytime touchdown for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray going to go over or under on the passing yards. That's how you put a same-game parlay together. It's just one of the reasons why I love FanDuel. Easy to use. The live betting is easy to place your bet during a game if you see a trend you like. Fast withdrawals, too. When you win on FanDuel, you'll get that money back in your account fast. Be on the lookout, too, for those odds boosts and specials. There's no feeling like nailing the same game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you're new to FanDuel, sign up today with promo code JSmith. You'll get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Once again, that's promo code JSMITH for you new users. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 and older. Or press and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Ten dollar first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire fourteen days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fan.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at one 889 Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom 
Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL for the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks. He's a skill development specialist now, founder of ProcessToPerform.com and host of the On My Block podcast. He does it with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. He's our wall of truth. And, Mike, before this weekend, we had never before seen a quarterback beat Tom Brady in his first career start. Brock Purdy just did that with the San Francisco 49ers. How'd they do it, Mike? How's this all add up? Is it just the genius of Shanahan, all the weapons? What's got San Francisco still rolling even with another quarterback change? Well, I think that if, if, if you're going to look at any position that was interchangeable with the San Francisco, I mean, that's the strength of their offense. You, you have, they have so many guys that can do so many different things. And, and that quarterback position, you've seen it with now on their third quarterback this year and still back to their winning ways. But really, it starts on the other side of the ball, right, guys? I mean, their defense yes. is just – their defense is as good as I've seen in, I don't know, a decade, maybe a little bit more. I mean, they're, they're just unbelievable. And the, the Bucks have injuries across the offensive line. The Bucks haven't been playing a great football. Defensively, they haven't been playing great football. But that was a good old-fashioned butt whipping. I mean, the, the, the Niners just kept pouring it on. Brock Purdy looked like uh, – well, it looked like they, they did the um, – they did the role reversal movie with Tom Brady right before the kickoff or something. And, and, and clearly, like, he's not. Brock Purdy is, is, is most likely not a franchise quarterback, but the, the comments from Shanahan make a little bit more sense now. Is that, is that a deal where if you're him and you sort of know, you know the inner workings of this roster and how it's built, where you're like, I don't have to do anything drastically at this position even though I lost my starter because we're built in such a way that a you know a late round rookie can come in in the middle of a game against an AFC contender, and because we have the running game, and because we have Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Kittle and our defense, that Warner. you're not going to notice a difference. Is that sort of why he said what he said about you know why they're not signing Baker or whatever? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Shanahan's looking at this and going, I can win, I can win football games throwing the ball less than 25 times a game. And that's, that's big time. So they're running the ball. They had 36 rushes for 209 yards, 5.8 average. They had three touchdowns off rushes. He made some big plays in the passing game, but, you know, he's a pedestrian, 16 to 21 for 185 yards. And so you can – he's managing the game. That's what we would call a game manager. It's any other, by any other feather, he's, he's a game manager. But he's got – you said it, Christian McCaffrey, I.U., Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, the list goes on. Kyle Juszczyk. They got a stacked offensive line. Trent Williams is out there, you know, knocking people's heads off. And and again, I go back to and then on the other side of it, you can do all of this. You can manage the game. You can run this kind of offense because you know you're never out of it as long as you have a defense that's only given up I don't know less than 15 points a game uh, uh, during the 2022 season. It's unbelievable. Are they one and done, Tampa Bay? On the other side of the uh, of the equation, Mike. I, I you know I'm watching Tom yelling at everybody from his teammates to the officials. It's just, you know, and, and the yelling is not going to fix it uh, in terms of Tampa Bay. And, and I know that's an elite defense. We all recognize that. Is this, is this a one-and-done deal in the playoffs as the, as the NFC South, uh, uh, presuming as the NFC South winner? Well, you, 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 they're going to get a home game. Mm-hmm. Is that how it still works? Yeah, yeah they'll get like a Dallas, right? Or the, or yeah, like, yeah, listen, if you're, if you're asking me point blank, do I think Tom Brady can beat the Dallas Cowboys at home in the playoffs? The answer for me is yes. Like, that's a coin flip to me. So, I, I, I'm not going to say it's one and done because you just don't know what you're going to get with some of those teams. A lot of those teams haven't proven it. Tom Brady's proven it so, so many times. 
um, that they can maybe pull some, uh, you know, some magic or a rabbit out of that hat. But gosh, they just don't, they just don't even look like a playoff team, much less a team that's going to get deep into the playoffs right now. I mean, the NFC is, is a lot better right now than I think everybody thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Mike, does watching Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions make you want to come out of retirement? <laughs> yeah, they're fun. To, uh, listen, ben, I know Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. I worked with all those guys down in Miami. Ben is an incredibly smart guy. I just broke down their film. I'm going to do a little piece on their offensive line later today because they're, they're top-notch in the NFC North right now. And um, the way that he's got Jared Goff playing and, and the skill position guys that are just kind of making things out of out of nothing at times during the game, they're they're playing at extremely high level. Ben Johnson's calling an incredible game, and they're just kind of masking some of the deficiencies they have on defense. I know that the one thing that Dan brings to the table is guys love him. Guys are going to play hard for him. I think the question always was, well, does that? I mean, does that really matter? Are guys not going to play hard anyways? And I think what you're finding is when you get the right combination of kind of passionate coaching and then technical coaching, disciplined coaching, um, schematic coaching, you're going to have some success. They they certainly have had enough bad years to get some good draft picks, and those draft picks are starting to, to kind of bear fruit. I'm curious, Mike, if you were in that Detroit front office and you've, mm-hmm. got, you've got that Rams pick, which is going to be a high one in addition to your own, I think I'd come yeah. into the season thinking, okay, if they can go get a quarterback – out of this, out of this draft, put them behind golf. That might be a, a, a good situation. But if you're in that front office, are you are you satisfied enough with golf that you tell yourself, you know what, let's go use these picks on defense to go address those deficiencies you just talked about? Just which sort of way would you lean if you were the Lions? You got you know future looks bright, but you got two first round picks. Are you going to draft another quarterback? You going to address the other needs and go with golf? Uh, right now, watching the last couple of weeks, I'm sticking with golf. I hear you because what because. Well, here's the thing, guys, and this is hard, but I, I don't know how good he is without Ben Johnson. Like, Ben Johnson's making a huge difference in that dude's life. Yes. I'm talking about the offensive coordinator for the Lions. He's making a huge difference in that dude's life. So I don't know if Ben Johnson's going to stick around. Like, I would give Ben mm. probably another another comma, another zero on his paycheck and say, hey, stick around and be the offensive coordinator here for another couple of years. And if that's the case, I'm definitely drafting defense because defensively they're not that good. Right. But offensively they're getting it done. And Jared Goff, I mean, he threw like 330 yards yesterday. He looks – he doesn't look good. He looks like he's the best – quarterback in the NFC North that includes Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields. Like, he looks really good right now. Talking to Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman here uh, on the show. He joins us every single Monday. Um, Dallas did find a way to get it done against the Houston Texans. Look, conspiracy. Houston could have kicked the field goal to go up six. They don't want to win, so they didn't. And they ran Jeff Jeff Driscoll there at the two yard line, and they got like what you would expect when that happens. But generally, philosophically, Mike, is that a reminder? And should it be a reminder to any casual NFL fan that look, no matter what you think about a team, and no matter what their records may be, the margin between a one in ten and a and a, and a nine and two team in the NFL are thin. Like, is it a reminder? Because I know like, fans get carried away, right? Oh, the Texans suck. The Cowboys are awesome. But the Texans, if they wanted to win that game, probably could have. Like, is is that a reminder of how thin and razor sharp the margin is in the NFL? Yeah, I think a little bit. Let's let's start with one thing on that on that play you're in reference to. Where they should have kicked the field goal. Like whatever they ran wasn't a, it wasn't even a real play. They, they the, the play <laughs> that they ran, like their offensive line, their quarterback was under center, the the running back went the wrong direction. If that was a Keystone Cops play. Like you, yep. you couldn't make up how bad that play was from a 
whether it was execution or, or design or whatever, it just looked awful. So let's start there. So the whole conspiracy thing, I guess you could see it's not true, but I can see where it's coming. <laughs> but, but here's here's the, here's the here's the deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, and Demarcus Lawrence does not get enough credit because, from a pass rush standpoint, he's box office. He's he is a better pass rusher. In other words, more tackles are afraid of Demarcus Lawrence than they are of Micah Parsons. But Mike, Mike Parsons could easily be the defensive player of the year for a number of reasons. But both those guys are box office. Laramie Tunzel is the best pass blocking tackle in the game, and Titus Howard is playing at an extremely high level at right tackle. So they really effectively took both those guys out of the game. That in combination with what they did in, from a from a scheme standpoint, running the football more than they have, and bringing in you know Prisco and bringing in those, you know having a two quarterback look. So when you shut down their their pass rush, which is really the strength of their defense, they're not as powerful or as daunting as a lot of people would like to think. So when you kind of start looking at the different teams that could give a Dallas Cowboys team trouble, my mind immediately goes to the San Francisco 49ers because all the things they can do without having to throw the football. And I think that's what you saw yesterday. How about Baker Mayfield beating the, the Raiders on Thursday? My partner didn't want me to ask about it because, of course, he's a Raiders fan. What is this now, four double-digit leads that they've blown in some of these losses? How, how tough is it, Mike, to do what he did, right, to be signed, what, you got a playbook for a couple of days? It's supposed, to, yeah. it's supposed to be tough. I don't know. Raiders make it pretty easy, I guess. I, I, I have no idea how he, how he pulled that off. Um, I think he had some familiarity with that offense already with, with Stefanski um, having that background. But mm-hmm. he – I mean, and then, and then like for, if you're a Raiders fan and you look out and Van Jefferson, who's really their only healthy wide receiver at this point, is singled <laughs> up with 15 seconds left of the 25 going in, you go, Really? This is what we're going to call on defense. Uh, you know, it's uh, unbelievable that they made that call. But Baker, credit to him, man. I mean, he's one of those guys who's polarizing for a reason. The progressive commercials and then having bad seasons didn't help. But, like, he's a guy that you kind of want to see do well and to be, you know, out there headbutting people with no head, you know, no helmet on. Like, he's kind of that character that's fun in the NFL and, if he can kind of, if he can keep this going, it's it's. I like watching him, man. It's fun to watch. Well, from a coaching perspective, it reminded me a little bit of uh, that 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 win the Raiders got against the Jets a couple of years ago when they were running. Um, I think it was like a zero blitz. It was a zero blitz on a fourth down, and the Raiders hit a hail mary to win the game as the as the as the gun went off. Yeah. In that play, the Raiders had a single high safety. Like from a coaching perspective, you know they have to score a touchdown. To win the game, what are you doing, running and calling plays with a single high safety there? Yeah, it's, it, even if even if you wanted, I don't, it's just one of those things where you go, why don't you bracket? They only have one good receiver left on the team. Everybody else is hurt. Like, why? Let's go double him. You know, or you know, it's just just it just didn't make a lot of sense. It's easy to look back now and go, oh, why did you do that? But honestly, credit goes to Baker Mayfield. He took command of that offense from the jump. Um, started off really strong. They, you know, they they actually they actually win that game pretty handily. I think if offensively they don't make some mistakes with 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 fumbles, missed field goals, etc. So it, he actually played better than his statistics show. Um, I, I'm I'm really happy for the guy, man. He's had a. You think about a guy who's had a really bad break as far as going into different offensive coordinators. You know, he, yes, last last year he had, or this year I suppose he has McAdoo and, and Rule over there in, in Carolina. It's just—it's not a good environment for a guy who needs development to develop, and he—he he really hasn't had that his entire career. Um, Sean McVay's a genius, and I think this is kind of what one of the things that has to show everybody is that coaching really matters at, at certain positions. Quarterback being one of them. Mike, what what you what what got you going 
What? What? You were a pro bowler. What got you going? Like you know, some guy's headbutt. I, I think it was John Randall. That I remember either having somebody slap him or he slapped somebody oh, else. I know some John guy Henderson. Yeah, John it Henderson was Henderson. Yeah, I, used think, to I, do. I think it was he Henderson. Got, I, I don't think do he that. was slapping people. I think that would have. You can't do that. I think he was. He'd ask somebody to slap him. Was it music yeah. for you, Mike? Was it headbutt? Was it a slap? <laughs> what? What got you at your highest level? When I was, uh, you know, it's funny, guys. When 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 you're young, because football is a violent game, it's inherently violent. You're, you know, you're, there is a little bit of the people. The reason that people kind of act macho and get all loud in, in football is because there's in the back of your head somewhere there's something like, oh man, I'm, I could get really hurt out here, or I could get really embarrassed by another human. So I think a lot of people mass try to mask that that fear with with you know loud music. I certainly did that when I was in college, and and you, you know you get the butterflies and and maybe you bang your head against the wall. I, I kind of went through all those phases, but. When I got to Green Bay, and this is like a, a really good lesson for, for athlete, young athletes, other I, I was with, you know, Reggie White, Leroy Butler, Santana Dotson, Brett Favre, you know, wow. Mark Chimura, all these guys. And what they taught me was, and they had just gone to two Super Bowls to put it in perspective. What they taught me was, if, if you're really good, you work, you, know, you work your butt off to prepare. You have confidence in your preparation. You don't have to act a certain way. You don't. You're not going to get up. You're already there. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the. Uh, the quiet guy who walks in the room is usually the one you got to worry about. Like they, they kind of, they did a really nice job of kind of t- teaching that lesson to younger athletes, and I, I took a lot from it. Talking to Mike Wall, for NFL offensive lineman, Pro Bowler here on the show. Titans at one at one time looked like, hey, they may be uh, in contention for this thing again. Well, they've now lost three in a row, and they've got the suddenly surging Chargers uh, this weekend in LA. Uh, what do you make of just? Is is it just too much term, turmoil? Is it roster limitations? Is it a combination of things? And how do you see this season ending for them? Quickly, I think. <laughs> I, think I think quickly. I, I just it just feels like they ran out of magic. You know, Tanny showed up out of Miami, and I'm a huge Tannehill fan. He he got the new contract. He played his way into it. He earned the new contract. Um. I don't know if it's just because they got rid of you know AJ Brown. I don't know if you know something. We look at Devon, you know Devonte uh, Adams leaving Green Bay and seeing what happened there. Like AJ Brown's kind of had the same effect that nobody talks about yep. um, you know, on this offense. And then yeah, certainly with the GM getting fired last week, that that was a really you know that doesn't make a ton of sense. There's something else going on there that we're not privy to, but um, they just seem to be missing that weapon that they need to open up to stretch the defenses uh, from a vertical perspective. And I think the other part of that is on the other side of the ball, they're uh, Justin Simmons or Jeffrey Simmons. He's, he's the real deal, but I don't know if they have enough really, really good one-on-one defenders to shut down the top offenses in the AFC. And then got to ask you, uh, cause I know you, you, you played football there at Navy, Kenny and Matalolo. Uh, let yeah. go after uh, you know at one time a very successful stand and you know as these things go it's a tough job yeah it's a very tough job yeah, we know what do you what do you think of you know I know it's tough when that happens just what do you make of the situation there well I think it went four and eight the last two seasons well first of all I don't think he should have gotten fired I'll just go out I'm a huge huge uh, coach Ken supporter um, I think that when you go into a situation like he has there's no nil there's no transfer there's none of that right he's He's playing with two hands behind his back. Yep. Um, I think COVID really hurt his recruiting. He had an extremely young, young team for you know, last year. I think he's kind of what you were hoping it was that he was going to bear fruit this season. One thing that was tough to watch, I guess, in the Army Navy game was 
they didn't have the at the quarterback position. They just didn't have the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had an injury earlier in the season, but the guy that they had, in the, especially in this Army Navy game, he just couldn't go north and south. And when the quarterback can't go north and south, it's kind of easy to stop that option offense. Um, so I don't, you know, this is one of those tough things, guys, because with Coach Ken, he sh- and and Charlie originally Charlie Weatherby, he was on Charlie Weatherby staff when I when I went there, and then Paul Johnson and then, and then Coach Ken. But you run the option there for a number of reasons, but probably the, the biggest reason is you can't recruit some of the athletes right. that the other guys can, right? right? So it's the preparation, it's the detail, it's the execution. And I don't know where you're going to find another person like Coach Ken unless, like, Paul Johnson wants to come out of retirement. Like, there's, there's just not that many guys that run that kind of offense with that kind of detail and precision and recruit the way that they do to, to make a service academy school um, relevant in, in this day and age. And, and uh I think they got worse. You know, bottom line, I think the Naval Academy got worse in the football program. Uh, get rid of Coach Coach Ken. I think they're going to. I think they're going to rue the day they do that. Hey, Mike, appreciate Love the your time stuff, as man. always. Thank appreciate you so you, much, Mike. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. He is Mike Wall. Joins every single Monday here on the show. Uh, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Always do appreciate his insight. Look, I'll tell you what, you're going to appreciate going out to shoot 360. Oh yeah. I saw the future of Memphis basketball this weekend. Now it's the distant future. It ain't the near future, but it is the future. And uh, look, if you've got a you know a third grader, fourth grader who is getting serious about basketball, then you owe it to them to take them out to shoot three sixty and let them experience it that way. It's interactive, passing drills, dribbling drills, shooting drills. They're gonna love it. Great way to let them get some energy out right after school. Uh, and also with the holiday break coming up, it's a perfect time to get a membership out at Shoot360. Yep, like John said, it's not just the shooting, the ball handling, the passing. It's all going to get better out at Shoot360. They've got the programs. They've got the training equipment. they got the development coaches to have yours better. Maybe it's for your nephew or niece that's into basketball. Nice little stocking stuffer, too. A uh, membership out to Shoot360 can do a 12-month membership at $130 a month. That's probably the best deal they've got, but they got a ton of options. can fit any budget. It's a fantastic deal. They've even got the 8-foot goal for the Kitty Kitties. It's the future of basketball training in Memphis. The future is now out at Shoot360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive in This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's moving season. 
It, it, at least it could be. So if you are moving, call Black Tie Moving for all your moving needs. If you're relocating home or office, cross town, cross country, call my friends. Black Tie Moving. 316-6196 is the phone number. They have changed moving the city of Memphis. When you're moving, you're not just moving things. You're moving pieces of your life. Black Tie gets that. Licensed, bonded, insured, professionally trained, on time, on budget. Let's go. Let's roll. Black Tie Moving. 316-6196 is the number. Book your move now. It'll book up fast. Moving season is here. Black Tie wants to take the tour moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie Moving. Change the mood in the city of Memphis. Just call today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. AP Top 25 poll is out in college basketball. Where is Universidad de Memphis? Drop it on me. Why did you say that in Spanish? I And you didn't. A, uh, Universidad. Universidad. The pronunciation was terrible. Why did you say it in Spanish? Well, I am fluent. I like to flex that every now and then. Our amigo is Memphis in. Uh, how do you say in Spanish? No. No. Donde esta Memphis? No, that's where is Memphis, I thought. Why am I getting the X on that, Brad? He's Did getting, I not just ask where is Memphis in there? I got That was good Spanish. Yeah, no, I think he's From Miss Truitt. I think he's trying to tell you that they're not in. I think that's what he's trying to tell you. Oh, okay. To, okay, you weren't killing the court. It's, it's they're not. You were giving a hint. No, let me see. Uh, Brad's ahead of me. Uh, here we go. Ready? Uh, uh, Afuera. Stop. Off you era. I don't know. Out. Ba- out. out. Ba- bainte e what? Bainte e what? Uh, how do you say 26th in Spanish? Bainte e seis. Top 25 and uno. GP. How you like that? Let's just stop with the Spanish-speaking portion of this show. We have, we or, have Spanish listeners. trying to speak Spanish. We have portion. Spanish listeners, man. We're trying, to inclu- we're trying to be an inclusive Which show. You're not doing very well. Well, I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't promise that I'm always going to succeed in every right, way. Please give the rest of this update in Spanish. Thank you, since you're so committed to it. Uh, 26th. <laughs> it's where the Banca tig- Isis. Tigres. Tigres are just outside. Los Tigres. You know it's going to be Spanglish, bro. It's not going to be like totally, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be like occasional Spanish words. You know, I, I, I took four semesters and got D's every single time. So it's going to be very, very choppy. But the Tigers were the first team in others receiving votes. Okay. So where does that put them? Exactly kind of where we thought they would be. Uh, if they win on Tuesday, I think it's safe to say they'll be ranked on, on Monday. Would you agree with that t- that statement? Well, they still got Texas A&M. Oh, they do. But even if and they that'll be on Saturday. Even if they lost to Texas A&M, though, they, they'd still probably be in. Would they not? I mean, they'd be I mean, the top five it, team at it, their place. I think it'd be quad two loss it, at home. They would probably be right back where they it, were. It'd probably stay right at Bainte Isis. Ruling, ruling on Bainte Isis. <laughs> ah, nope, you're not getting that one either. He's not getting it to you. That's correct. I don't know. You guys are showing that you obviously. That yeah, I mean, it is Bainte And Bainte I you, know how to count you don't, need, you, don't, you don't need to start coming in here and being all uppity about Spanish now. I mean, you try, start telling us which way. Well, is, I, I just took mine more seriously than you two did, apparently. Yeah, well. But, and I'm including you, Brad, because you just X me on Bainte Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, I don't can't. Tell me what it is. No I, habla espanol. I can't, brother. I no, can't. See, no hablo. No hablo espanol, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> no well, spa- espanol from y'all this took, amigo. Y'all should have took Miss Truett at Snowden. You'd be better off. Yeah. But he gave you the buzz, so therefore... Uh, 
We ain't going to be in the top 25. We lose to Texas A&M, though. That's where I was buzzing. Oh, right? well, that is definitely true. Yeah, I mean, even if you win the Alabama game, to your point, it'd be, it'd be I don't, it'd be close. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, be right because you've knocked 26. off Auburn, Alabama. I don't believe they're going to lose to Texas A&M, though. Texas A&M is not a good team. <sighs> they're not good. bro. They're weird. They're. I haven't weird. looked at them as much. They have no good ones. I, this I don't want to look ahead, John. I don't want to look ahead at Alabama. So I, I didn't look them at Texas last A&M. They're all right. Yeah, they're just kind of middle of the pack. Now, Oregon State is a, uh, is an embarrassment. I mean, yeah. that win is nothing. I mean, they've lost to they lost to Murray State. They let a bunch of teams like I mean, we could go through what Texas A&M has done. I mean, look, it, nothing like yeah, you said. I mean, they, uh, DePaul is their best win. Yeah, they, they're ninety seven. They've beaten nobody, and they've lost that's, that's to uh, they lost to Boise State by fifteen. Murray State. They, they uh, lost to Murray State, as you said. They lost to Colorado by thirty. Wow. I mean, this is this team is not good. So yeah, they're eighty sixth. You defense, will be a healthy favorite. Uh, I don't think there's anything weird about Texas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.